I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Two things to kick this off. Firstly, Dave Scott. Cheers. Cheers. Every time, Cheers. We, every time we uh, we put out a, 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 a Feel Good Friday on YouTube, I get a video of Dave, Dave Scott watching from his living room <coughs> with his phone zooming in on the propeller. <laughs> that I'm so, uh, so, Dave, that one's for you, buddy. Yeah, that's funny. Um, and uh, second thing, Long Summer Nights starts, uh, started yesterday. And uh, we oh, are man. we are already almost at our fundraising goal. So to everyone who's donated, huge thank you. Um, and I we know won both of our first games too. <clears throat> that's, that's amazing. Right. Oh, yeah. uh, three yeah. three games. Right. Uh, all yeah, three. all three of them. I mean, yeah. yeah. I love this time warp continuum. <laughs> um, so and I know that I I said that I was going to put the link in the show notes last week. Um, I think I put a dead link in there. So. So, uh, ha, sh- prank. <laughs> prank. um, so you can find the link, the actual working link in the show notes of this episode and, or go to my Instagram and you can uh, go to my link tree and it's right at the top there. You can do it there. Uh, we're at $760 as of recording this. And our, our goal was a thousand, uh, nice little small goal, but, uh, I think we could probably shatter it. So for any, everyone who's supported so far, thank you so much. And again, if you're just tuning in, you're new to the show, Lawn Summer Nights is a, um, a annual, um, nationwide fundraising event uh, that's all about lawn bowling and raising money and awareness for cystic fibrosis, which I live with. So uh, it would mean a lot to me if you took a moment to go on over there and, hey, if you got a dollar, donate a dollar. That's, you know, that's that counts. dope. Cost of a cup of coffee. That's it. That's all it is. Hey, guys, how's how dope is summer? Fuck. I know. It's pretty dope. But the thing that kind of sucks about summer is that every time it's really fucking nice out, if I'm doing anything that isn't fucking chilling, <laughs> I'm like, this sucks. Not that it sucks or it doesn't suck. I go, why aren't I chilling? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it feels almost wrong to be doing anything except chilling. It's hard to work. It's hard to go to work. Yeah. yeah. Like a nice day. Yeah, it, it is. is but, like, but just looking outside the window, even when you're working and nice. seeing green yeah. grass yeah, nice. and the sun out is. is how crazy does, is it that there's some listeners that see that? All year round. Yeah. You know what, though? But it's not the same. Guys, I have a hot take. It isn't. I have a, I have a hot take on grass. Do you, oh, notice, do you ever wow. notice how grass fucking sucks when you go other places? I've noticed it definitely sucks in... Uh, no, I, I get it. It sucks in Central America. Yeah, Grass is very I mean, rough and abrasive in Central America. In, oh, in the southern United States, grass sucks. It's like hard and sharp. It's what like it's what, just, like, what about like it's just burnt to shit? What about dude? at Augusta National, though? Uh, it's probably nice there. Probably pretty nice there. That okay. costs a lot of money. All right. Well, I have no idea how to transition into this, but uh, we're going to talk about penises for a minute. Um, do you guys know what hypospad... 
Deus is. Hi, uh, hypospadius. Well, it's a lack of something because hypo means absent. Hypospadius. Spadius. Mm. So I learned about this uh, while having uh, a little uh, drink with my friend Emily, who's finishing up her nursing school and uh, soon to be a new nurse. And uh, she told me this. It blew my mind. And actually, it reminded me. It's, it's, so this is not um, in the realm of intersex, but we have a conversation coming up in a couple of weeks with someone that we've talked about on the show before who, who was born uh, an intersex person. Um, and it's going to be, I'm so excited for the conversation. Mm-hmm. Cannot fucking wait. Um, and if you, if you can piece together who it's going to be based on listening to the Feel Good Friday episodes, it has to do with a, a person that we talked about recently. I don't want to spoil it. We'll save it until the conversation. But yeah, you're certainly arming the listener with a lot of uh, data. Arming the listener is also a nice little uh, hint there, Brian. I don't know if you meant to do that. Um, but uh, now the listener has a, just a cockload of information. <laughs> <laughs> right? If you the- know who it is, uh, throw it in the Discord and let's uh, see if you're right. <laughs> uh, so, so, the, it, so the, this uh, hypospadius isn't within the realm of intersex, but it kind of reminded me of it. Um, um, so anyway, uh, hypospadius is a birth defect in, uh, boys where the opening of the urethra, uh, which is the tube that, you know, carries your, uh, your pee hole, but yeah, put to your pee hole. Um, uh, it, it's not located at the tip of the penis. Mm. So it, it can oh. be located at other places and m- many other places. Whoa. Wow. Okay. Such so as- wait, let me, let me clarify. Is this like a lazy river? That was oh, intended to go Christ. from destination A to destination B, but there was a separate track that opened up and it never made it to the destination B. The tube just sort of had to flow out in another Sort of. Direction. It's like a lazy river where the contractors were told, we need you to build it from section A, A point to B point, and they fucked up the B point. Yeah, right. They built this additional p- point somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Or <clears throat> everything as is God intended. <laughs> okay. Uh, there are different types of uh, uh, hypospadius, um, and it depends on the location of the opening of the urethra. Here's a few. So there's subcornal. Uh, the opening of the urethra is located somewhere near. Subcornhole? The- <laughs> subcornhole urethra. <laughs> I mean, kind of. The opening of the urethra is located somewhere near the head of the penis. There's mid shaft. Whoa! So the <laughs> urethra is located along the shaft of the penis. Wait, is that the that's the technical term? Yes, mid shaft. That's what I'd say. And then hold on, hold on, hold on. It, it, so in the mid shaft example, are you are you do you know whether that is on the underside of the shaft? It's underside. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you just have to lift your penis to yes. pee. Like you don't have to yeah. face the you top just, of your dick down. You don't have to. You don't have to do a. You don't have to do a U shaped bend. You just kind of lift up the lift up the dong and aim. Um, and then there's there's penoscrotal, which is the opening of the urethra is located where the penis and the scrotum meet. Mm. Now, here's an image. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, you can see this. That's a moving target, isn't it? Wait, what? wait, why is oh, there? That's funny. There, it's, gentle you know piano. Uh, yeah. No one will hear that except us. Okay. Um, so you can see there's <laughs> it's the... It's very disconcerting. There's the glandular. So that's like right underneath the head. There's the distal <laughs> pen- penile, which is just below that. You got mid-shaft, proximal, penile, uh, the one that I just said, which was penoscrotal, which is further down. It keeps going down and down. There's even a scrotal, and there's even a perineal opening. You know, it would mm. really suck to have it in the, um, 
in the scrotal one because uh you know how your ball skin uh like, folds like it it like expands and contracts with yeah, different yeah, temperatures yeah, yeah. so like you'd really have to dial in your expansion contraction movement you like, kind of really have to like to, you kind of have to like i, I mean it. i would imagine you'd you yeah, have, have to like you have stretch to bat, your, you have to bat wing it. you know yeah. what though guys yeah. i you wouldn't have to do any of this stuff if everybody just did what i did which is sit to pee i on Honestly, I sit to pee pretty frequently. I but sit it, to if pee, you, but if you sat to ninety-five percent of the time, but if you sat to pee and you had a mid-shaft urethra, you'd probably just be you pee on pissed. the back of the toilet. Probably no, it'd probably be getting all over your balls. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but then it's just like then you get tushy. You just yeah. I mean, or you just sure, or you just like, why take do you your want to just, like. You could just stand and aim. Why are you being so judgmental? It'd probably be easier <laughs> to sit and aim. Who's though? just gonna go? Oh, I got a tushy. I'll just piss all over myself and take care of it after. Well, I mean, you kind of piss all over your butt and then clean it up after. <laughs> this is yeah, true. but 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 wouldn't you? Wouldn't you uh, just be if you're sitting to pee? Couldn't you just like take your your you dick could, yeah, and yeah. like just sort of yeah. tip it up like the same way that yeah. you would have to do? Yeah. Well, he, well, here's for standing, the, but it would be way more. Yeah. It's easy to be accurate. Honestly, I think guys who who stand to pee. Have like this sort of machoism to them, yeah. where they're like, where toxic. they're like, it's toxic. Yeah, where <laughs> where they're just fucking pissing on the seat, like yeah. as this like yeah. fucking alpha yeah. to like be like, yo, I yeah. was here. Yeah, but how else do you bitch? make the toilet seat yours? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, that's what that's, you have to own I don't it have somehow. To. I like sharing the yeah. toilet seat. Uh, boys <laughs> with uh, hypospadias can sometimes have a curved penis. Uh, they could have problems with abnormal spaying of urine. Uh, sorry, spraying of urine, and might have to sit to urinate. There you go, Brian. In some boys with hypospadias, the testicle has not fully descended into the scrotum. If hypospadias is not treated, it can lead to problems later in life, as I would assume, such as difficulty performing sexual intercourse or difficulty urinating while standing. Um, researchers estimate that about one in every 200 babies is born with hypospadias in the United States, making it one of the most common birth defects. Wow. No. Oh. It's pretty wild, eh? I guess. Yeah, surprising. Yeah, surprising. I mean, it's still fairly uncommon. Uh, The causes of hypospadias in most infants uh, is unknown. In most cases, hypospadias is thought to be caused by a combination of genes and other factors, such as things the mother uh, comes in contact with in her environment, or what the mother eats or drinks, or certain medications she's using during pregnancy. Mm. Uh, Just like many families affected by birth defects, CDC wants to find out what's causing them. Understanding the risk factors that are more common among babies with birth defects will help us learn more about the causes. Um, in recent years, CDC research, researchers has, have reported important findings about some factors that affect the risk of having a baby boy with hypospadias. So age and weight. Mothers who are age 35 or older and who are considered obese or at a higher risk of having a baby with uh, are, are at a higher risk of having a baby with hypospadias. Mm. Fertility treatments. So women who had used assistive rep- assisted reproductive technology to help with pregnancy had a higher risk. And certain hormones. So women who took certain hormones just before or during pregnancy were also at higher risks. Mm. And then, of course, the treatment for hypospadias depends on the type of defect that the boy has. Most cases of hypospadias will need surgery, obviously. So they, correct. like, recorrect it and you pee out of your... So out of the tip of your I wonder, penis. do they, <clears throat> if you're born with that, do you have two, do you have your like normal tubing? Uh, I don't think uh, so. Opening and no. then, and then it like, but it gets diverted. No, I think you they, literally don't have an opening. Where do you think you come out of? You're, you're, I mean, wherever the hole is. But it's not your, but it's, you, do you, do, does semen come out of your urethra? What? 
Well, I'm just curious. Like, is it where the does same your, tube? Where, do you come out of your fucking nostrils, dude? No, what no, are you but about? I'm like, so, yo, so dude, yo, when you come, it comes in the same hole. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. one hole. It's like, I understand you know the that. train tracks that's, that's, with, I, the, I understand with the opening that, but, and the closing. But where the, does the train track start? It goes from your vast deferens to your urethra. Yeah, and it's closed off until where? Where is the to, where does the track to, break to, though? If you had to like bring up the diagram of the penis again, if you had to, if the train tracks. I like that. They're, they're, nobody can hear this, but the piano music. <laughs> yes. with a Russian uh, woman. It's a, it's a fucking ad from yeah. last week. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, where, that's right. So I'm guessing the train tracks are at the base of the shaft, right? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, fuck, I don't know. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Is <laughs> yeah, is, it goes, it, it goes, isn't it surprising your, it that we from, don't know exactly where the train tracks? Well, I think are? we don't know. We don't. Yeah, I, that's people what I'm saying. Do. We. I know. Someone, <laughs> I'm saying us. Someone. Does. I know there are people who are way smarter than us listening to. You this. don't have to be way smarter. <laughs> it's like this, Brian. <laughs> Marginally smarter. You got the urethra that starts at yeah. the tip of the penis, yeah. and we'll follow it in, right? So the magic school bus is driving down that hole, and it keeps going, and then it gets to a point probably around the balls at the base of the shaft yeah. where I was asking where that there's point fork, is where there's a fork in the road. Yes. And it's probably near the balls. Hmm. So I was fun sauce. So my question, which I don't think I is actually it. that crazy when you understand it, is that if the train tracks, so we're imagining that the train tracks that track to your urethra, your, your urethra, depending on where it is, when you have hypo, what is it called? Hypospadius. <laughs> So if you have the ball sack hypospadias that's really close to the end of that train track, is it possible that the train track's opening has split so that your cum comes out of a separate tube than your urine? Well, no, because... And, you, then, you get, and then you get fun sauce back up? Is that what you mean? That's you, what I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. You still only have one tube. So. Maybe you're infertile at and, that point and, because and your tube hasn't Again, back, connected. back to some of the problems. Uh, I don't if, think it's that if, crazy. If, if they don't have it fixed. <laughs> dude, I, dude, you're... I, <laughs> We're talking yeah. out of a pee hole that comes out of your ball sack. That's yeah. not... We've almost never speculated harder than this. <laughs> anyway, treatment for hypospadias depends on the type of the defect. Um, uh, surgery, if surgery is needed, it's usually done when the boy is between the ages of three and 18 months old. So pretty early on. Like, they're not fucking around. They're going... That was interesting mm. that you went with the higher number first. Three to 18 months oh, old. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant three years to 18 months. No, I was like, yeah, weird no. way to say that, Jeremy. No, no, three months <laughs> to 18 months. Yeah. Um, uh, the, some, some of the repairs done during the surgery might include placing the opening of the urethra in the right place, correcting the curve of the penis, and repairing the skin around the opening of the urethra. Because the doctor might need to use the foreskin to make some, some of the repairs, the baby boy with hypospadias should not be circumcised. Oh, should not be circumcised because they they're going to be like, skin. we need that skin. We, yeah. need, we need to use that yeah. for repairs. Yeah. That extra skin could be useful. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 For everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so here's some sad news. Um, oh no, as we're all aware, uh, the United States is, uh, I mean, continuously going through more and more crisis as the days unfold, whether we're talking about gun rights or, you know, um, women's rights, women's rights or fucking politics, you fucking name it. Um, Americans, uh, we probably, you probably heard this before. Americans are being urged to delete period tracking apps. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the question is, should Canadians be doing the same? Uh, This is from the CBC. If you are the kind of person who tracks your period, fitness, sleep, or other health metrics with an app, privacy experts have a warning for you. Your data could be a goldmine for advertisers, hackers, or 
law enforcement. Uh, there's been calls on social media for American women to delete period tracking apps from their phones since the U.S. Supreme Court's draft decision on Roe v. Wade was leaked in early May. With abortion now banned in at least eight states, there are fears that app users' menstrual cycle data, uh, along with other information, could be used to prosecute them for having abortion in a state where it is no longer legal. I don't see the... What's the connection? So you can tell if they had their period or not. <clears throat> yeah, so I so they, they go on to say it in the article. Um, if you had your period on X date, you missed your period, and then let's say, for example, 20 weeks later, you got your period again, and that in that time period, your location shows that you went to a clinic either in the state or out of the state that in so many respects is the circumstantial evidence that a prosecutor needs. So so your period is tracking your period. You miss your period. Yeah, I get it. Over a span of dates, you go to California and your and the, tra- the, the app is tracking your location. You're at a clinic and then you come back to Alabama or whatever. Then in theory, legally, they could use that information to go, you got an abortion. You're not allowed to do that. And we're going to fucking oh, man. Drop it's hard hammer. for me to even talk about this. Cause it's just, it's, it's, it's so, whole, it's so sad. It's so fucking mm-hmm. that fucked. I, uh, mm-hmm. that I like, I have a hard time. I have a really, I, I am pretty good at being, at like shelving feelings and just talking like objectively about something. And, uh, <laughs> just say just that sentence. I'm pretty good at it. But not the second part to qualify, but I'm pretty good at shelving my feelings. <laughs> yeah, I know. I after, after we spent after we spent like an hour at a cottage last weekend talking about like the need for therapy and hey. Taylor going, "Hey man, no, hey, I don't fucking ever need no, therapy. No. I'm perfect." No, and I, you were like, "Well, I mean, I it's not about that." Definitely like, didn't say that. And <laughs> and this is actually uh, uh, no, didn't say that at all. Um, the and you two are not hearing me. <laughs> I didn't say I want to bottle and disappear my feelings. I said I'm good. At, sh- put them on the shelf. So, there's yeah, a, it's a different yeah, exactly. Thing. I, yeah, when you guys right. put yeah. things on your shelf at home, are they there for you later? It depends, depends on the shelf I put it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, here's the thing. Is it my junk shelf? <laughs> I'm good at putting things on the shelf for when they don't serve me any purpose do you yeah. put your feelings so that in I can a have drawer a conver- so yeah, yeah, I can have yeah, a conversation yeah. I mean, what's the difference between a shelf and a drawer really just a door no I put them uh, on the shelf an open shelf a that's visible yeah. and uh, I'm good at doing that and I'm good at doing that for the right reasons which is to get them out of the way so they don't influence my thought process I find that really hard to do with this yeah because yeah. And, and, it, and it and it gets it, it I don't I think it's telling because I'm good at doing that and I can't do it. And I also don't like it because it kind of makes me feel like I can't, I can't talk about it. I feel like I can't express yeah. how I feel about it because well, I'm I so mean, jumbled. I, yeah, I get it. The fact that you're pro-life and you don't want to like make that a big thing. <laughs> um, I get it. Uh, because like if I was you, I definitely wouldn't want to do that. Can't even joke um, about it. It is hard to joke about it. It's very hard. <laughs> no, yeah. it is. But uh, it, it, this is a serious thing about, you know, this idea of like our data and our privacy and, you know, you would think that when the conversation comes up about like, um, you know, for example, we just talk, spoke with uh, Naomi Richter, who um, this is an episode that's coming out in a few weeks. She works um, at a, a, a an addictions recovery center in Ontario. And we were put on to um, her work through our friend Jesse Heyman, who uh, does a lot of work with Green Space. Mm. Um, and, you know, Green Space is trying to do some really good work in the in the sphere of mental health and and you know where where 
health and technology and apps kind of intersect, there's a lot of issues there when it comes to uh, privacy and and yes. you know confidentiality. And so, <clears throat> like, let's say that there was an app out there that you could hop onto and like it had to do with your mental health and yada yada whatever. There would be some big ethical issues with that data being shared out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to these sorts of apps that like anybody can have, like I think one's called like Clio or something, where it's like you get on there, you track your period. I mean, that's a that's a fucking health app. Like, and those are Garmin has that. They're like, like they're like Apple your health, whoop, like your Whoop my, straps or whatever. Like, it's it's it, my iPhone has a mm-hmm. uh, cycle tracker. Exactly right. So. Yeah. Or, uh, what is this? It's weird that <laughs> Apple Watch. Apple Watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird that like those types of apps, we 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 just go like we we accept the fact that like that data isn't private. Yet like an app that maybe the Minister of Mental Health is going to try to implement in Canada or like a COVID app, like those types of things, there has to be stringent mm-hmm. um, privacy rules that go along with that. But like when well, it comes there to are tracking periods, like man, nah, I mean. I, yes, well, but there it, are but privacy I'll, policies from the company. It's it's more. I think it's more about understanding what those pri- policies are for th- any specific company or app, and that is something that nobody reads. But yeah. it's also the risks associated with, um, for example, your data being shared with, um, uh, like law enforcement. So yeah, exactly. There is the examples of what was that killer the murderer who uh like the zodiac killer no no the golden state killer golden state killer who was yeah. who was identified from a dna database mm-hmm. um so like dna yeah. the dna was obviously shared yeah. with law enforcement and yeah. there's some of those companies that do share that data and yeah. some that but it was shared that via don't another, another person right that was a special thing right but like so, with it with an app but that person joined a company that did did share directly share their data with law enforcement. So, I mean, if that person, the person X who shared their data that then incriminated the Golden State Killer, um, person X, like obviously they're directly allowing their data to be shared. So you could be unknowingly doing that with like a, you know, any of these period tracking apps. And there are so many of these apps that you can't possibly know what's in each one of those apps Privacy policies. They they go on to say digital privacy experts say the concerns over period tracking apps should also be a wake up call to Canadians about the way they log their own sensitive health data online. Mm -hmm. Quote, simply do not trust what companies are doing with your data, says Anne Kavalkian, a former Ontario privacy commissioner and founder of the International Council on Global Privacy and Security by Design. Quote, they, they may claim to protect your privacy, not store any of your digital data, not share with anybody. But again and again, we've seen that they've been proven wrong. They often share it with unauthorized third parties in ways that you have not consented to. There are thousands of period tracking apps uh, in the Apple Store, uh, Apple App Store, the Google Play Store, each with their own privacy policy detailing how users' information is stored and shared. The more sophisticated apps collect and store an enormous amount of data Mm -hmm. beyond menstrual menstrual cycle details to build a profile of users, everything from their name, location, and whether they're trying to get pregnant to details of their sex life, exercise, what medications they take, and a whole bunch more. Mm. Um, And that's a treasure trove for advertisers. So when you you downloaded that app, how much did you pay for it? What's Mm. your monthly subscription fee? If the answer is zero, if you're paying... For if you're not paying for the product, then you are the product, uh, says that was, uh, Ritesh Tristan, Kotak. That was a, the tagline in uh, in so the social that's dilemma. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, a cybersecurity and tech uh, an, uh, analyst in Toronto. 
Um, some period apps explicitly tell users their data could be shared with a third party, um, advertisers, affiliates, mm. business partners, and even other app users. But those details are often buried in their privacy policies. And since the Supreme Court ruling, several of the larger period app companies have sought to reassure mm. their users about their data protection mm. measures. Flow, that's the one I was thinking of. Mm. Uh, Flow launched an anonymous mode, so users no longer need to share their name, email, while Clue pledged to never turn over private health data to any authority mm. that could use it against you. However, if a company received a warrant or subpoena in the U.S., right, we're talking about the U.S., not Canada, uh, they would be required to hand over that data to law enforcement. And the same goes for Canada. Mm. Police could demand if they, if, um, police could demand it if they have a warrant, and you, the organization, are obligated to provide the data to the police. Mm -hmm. Experts even say, even if an app promises not to share or sell users' data, it likely still monetizes that information through targeted ads mm -hmm. uh, that reach specific users. I, I want to say too, like, like not to say this to with the intent to like scare people, or and and also acknowledging that this is a bit of like a tinfoil hat conspiracy. Um, but also, Brian works for Cambridge Analytica. So. Well, well, I do work for a data company, and I know how personal data can be used. And so there is a risk that there... So in data, there's a lot of correlations that you wouldn't even anticipate or know that companies can read into and learn things about you or predict things about you. And so like, you could talk about like if they had access to... you know, Again, this is tinfoil hat conspiracy stuff here. But if they had access to... like your Uber Eats um, account. And they were looking at how often you ordered delivery. And they were tracking your cycle as well through another app. And they had that data and they were looking at correlations between like when you order delivery and when you're yeah. having your period. You're going to get ads about chocolate. Like at a certain, <laughs> like, like for a week, once a month. But they can start to like triangulate different data points and identify when you might be on your period, even if they don't have your period tracking. Yeah, like they're so not like, a period tracking so, app, but they just get the same. So it's just yeah. like, and, and I say this again, not to like cause, you know, fear, but to just make people aware that anytime you're sharing your data with a company, there's a possibility. I mean, there's a, a strong likelihood that they're using it for reasons that yeah. oh, you yeah. don't know about. Oh yeah. And I mean, I mean that's almost I mean, a guarantee. And like, you know what you saying, I appreciate the, like, not for the fear part, but like there's plenty of stuff out there that is, fully uh like fear yeah uh, is a f a f like fear factory yeah and like well i, I mean, mean th this point here and and again not to like scare people but this is a f this is f when i read this i was like wow that's fucked up mm. uh, anyone ready to ditch their period tracker should be aware that simply deleting the app won't necessarily delete all your data off their servers some apps require you to make a deletion request in writing Mm -hmm. And it can take weeks for oh, your request to be fulfilled. I mean, that's like just when I have my those... underwear modeling photos online. <laughs> this is like, this is, this is maybe like when you first brought this up, I was like, I was like, oh, I don't like just my initial reaction was like, oh, I, I just, I don't really see it. But as we've kind of gone down it, I'm like, this might be the most compelling argument I've heard for going, yo, just write it down. Yeah. Just write it down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just fucking get out. Yeah, of, I mean, get out a calendar. I guarantee you just that write it down. Not even. I mean, there, there's probably journals out there that are specifically made for this. You know, like mm -hmm. there's. I mean, we on Termion, we spoke to a woman who um, don't. If you buy it with your credit card, yeah, 
Yeah. Then they've got the they've got the data. Yeah. yeah. So you buy it with cash. Steal it. <laughs> um, uh, the fifth vital sign is a book that I would highly suggest um, anyone who is having periods um, uh, to take that book, give it a read. There's like worksheets in the book. It it's all about tracking your period. I mean, it's it's the the idea behind it is a form of like conception, mm-hmm. uh, a, a form of Pro, uh, contraception. contraception. Thank you, yeah. contraception. Um, but you know, th- these things exist out there where you don't have to fucking put it in a goddamn phone. Taylor, I want to say too, it's, it's good that you brought up that point about shelving your emotions to talk about this because uh, I think, I think too, that like it's a, this is a good identifier for you that like, this is a topic that you passionately care about because when you don't have the ability to shelve your emotions, like you typically do, then you know what you emotionally care about and want to advocate. Yeah. And for. I've got so, a pretty high bar for yeah. being able to fucking put it on the shelf. So I want to give you a pat on the back. Um, and the re and, and the reason is, and I, I don't want to fucking wade into these waters too much, but I just, I, I just, I don't give a fuck what you think. If you pro-life, pro-choice, I don't fucking care. But the fact that somebody else should get to make a decision for you, totally. I, don't even, I don't even care what the, what the topic is. It doesn't, yeah. have to, doesn't have to be abortion. It could be whatever. The fact yeah. that somebody Anything else to thinks, do with your body, thinks I mean. that, that, that they should be able to make a, <clears throat> that they <clears throat> should be able to tell you what you need to do. Yeah is insane yeah. totally yeah. yeah trevor noah it's made a very a re- slippery slope um trevor noah made a really good point about it too that like that like the fact that um this very important topic has been boiled down to two like catchphrases or slogans um mean like pro-life, pro-life and pro-choice, pro-choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah it like takes completely takes away the nuance out of the topic which makes it impossible to have an educated conversation about it yeah. which also you know given your point taylor like the fact that anybody is making it a rule that that you have to follow one of these certain basically marketing branding yeah things to when you're making choices this is a totally off, disgusting this is, this is like totally off the topic of this but just, but on the point of like data and and privacy rights digital privacy in, in particular and we don't need to talk about it at length but i'm just are you about like, to go into the company that you're trading with that has something to do with this? No, I don't. I would never do that because that would be bad for Every time Taylor talks, we have to be like, this is not financial advice. <laughs> this isn't financial advice whatsoever. <laughs> this has nothing to do with that. Um, do you think that we'll look back on? I mean, I, I, I actually, I'm kind of sure we will. We'll like look back on digital privacy in its infancy, which we are in now. And in like I don't know, a hundred or hundred and fifty years, and be like, "Wow, what a mess!" Like kind of the way fucking dude. We look back at like banks a hundred and fifty years ago and go, "What the fuck, dude?" We're we're what gonna we look doing? back on in in fifty years, looking back on the last five years, everyone's gonna be like, "Wow, yeah, yeah." That's making an assumption that we continue to move forward. Yeah, even no, even if we move all the way backwards. Because the people that want it to go in that direction, when they look back at this time and they go, wow, look at how we almost fucking had a bunch of guys. Everybody, everybody out there should watch. Uh, there's a 45 minute video on YouTube called Ray Dalio. Plandemic. Cha- cha- changing world. Or- oh. cha- uh, the changing, the changing <laughs> world order. Uh, and it is fucking fascinating. And it will detail to you like all of the ways that the U S is deteriorating is like it will show you how the fucking status quo that we have that we have become extremely familiar with which is the u.s being Mm. the 
the the biggest and the, most powerful country the, in the world. Yeah, the grand like the how world. that is how that is changing <clears throat> and is changing at a at a particularly rapid pace. And watch that video and all these fucking pieces that you see in the news about all the fucking crazy court stuff and gun stuff and politics and strong strong manning and all that shit. It just you'll all those pieces will fit into place and you'll go, wow, I now understand why America is going in the fucking toilet. It, it is. Um, I just want to say too to our American listeners that like we we love you and care about you and we want the we want what's best for yeah. you. And there's because, a lot of room up in Cape Breton. Yeah, yeah, there is. You know? There is. You a lot should of room come here, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> lots of lots of land. Are vegans actually unhealthy? Does cannabis ruin your sleep? And why are so many men taking testosterone supplements? I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And we're the creators of the popular YouTube channel, ASAP Science. Every week on our podcast, Side Note by ASAP Science, we explain the science behind a controversial subject with recent research, up-to-date studies, and ridiculous stories so you are entertained while, bam, simultaneously learning. We're here to make science make sense. Download Side Note by ASAP Science wherever you got your podcasts. Um, speaking of Cape Breton and Nova Scotia, here's a fun little story. Uh, Good five segue. strangers from Canada discovered their half-siblings of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the biggest movie star in the world. And I mean that you literally that? and figuratively. What is it? what the rock is cooking yeah, that, yeah well the rock's dad was cooking a lot um five strangers from canada have recently discovered their father is nova scotian born wrestler rocky johnson also the father of famed wrestler and actor the rock Dwayne the rock johnson wait the rock's dad's name is rocky rocky johnson is the rock's dad and he was a he was a famous um uh wrestler way back in the day which is why uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson got his like career started in the WWE. Huh. Uh, Sports Illustrated reports that Lisa per, uh, Pervs, <laughs> who's now 53 from Vancouver, BC, uh, first reached out to her father when she was 18. Her father being uh, not The Rock, but uh, her father, The Rock's... Rock Daddy. The Rock, yeah, The Rock Daddy, Rocky Johnson. Uh, she tried contacting him a few more times over the years to no avail. So uh, Rock Daddy did not want anything to do with Lisa. Um, is that it's is this is it Purves P U R V E S? Sure, Purvis? yeah, Purvis? yeah per- probably Purvis. Purvis, uh, Purvis, who is making a documentary about that experience, later discovered that Rocky had fathered other children in Canada. Paula Parsons, Trevor Edwards, Adrian Bowles, and Aaron F- Fowler were all confirmed to be children of the former wrestler by DNA testing. Did we just dox these guys. <laughs> yeah, I think so, dude. Ricky Fox. This is a uh, this is a <laughs> article. Um. I don't know where this is from. Uh, <laughs> it's credible. <laughs> the half-siblings all claimed that they had previously sus- suspected their father's identity, but had not met or confirmed the relation. Most of them met through contacting Wait, why? Uh, Ricky Johnson, Rocky's brother, uh, who helped with DNA testing and put the half-brothers and sisters in contact with each other. I wonder what that relationship is like, Ricky and, uh, and Rocky. Um, Probably Ricky Rocky. and his daddy. It might or? be a little bit Rocky. It sounds for sure. Rocky. Yeah. yeah. No, Ricky Johnson is Rocky's brother. Right. So, so the Rock's uncle, 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 uncle Ricky. Yeah. Put all these people in contact and helped with the DNA testing because he was like, "Oh yeah, my brother. 
you're his son. (laughs) 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 Um, Ricky told Sports Illustrated that Rocky, who died in 2020, knew knew about at least (laughs) some of the children he fathered in Canada. The half-siblings have since become close and recently held a mini reunion in Toronto for Ricky's 65th birthday. They did not invite second brother Rocky. Um, he was dead. Rocky, Ricky, Rocky. No, no, <laughs> wait, it's the second brother. Can, wait, 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 wait. Can we just, uh, can I clarify? Because there's a lot of names in our, so these kids are, are Dwayne the Rock Johnson's brothers or? Yes. Yeah, brothers yeah, and brothers sisters. Brothers and sisters. Okay. Ricky is uncle, the Rock's dad's brother. The uncle. Rock. Dwayne the Rock Johnson's uncle. Yep. Who, and his and his and the uncle is is brothers with Rocky. Rocky yeah. So Ricky and Rocky brothers. So these these they were five, also a tag team duo, and they fucking <laughs> took the world by storm. Back so in these the day. five, these five are siblings of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That is correct, and they're making a Sports Illustrated documentary about all of it. Half and, siblings. And what do you think the chances are that the Rock is going to? Uh, Go hang out with his brothers and sisters. Zero. I think probably pretty low. Yeah. Even though even though they're making a documentary about it, I think it, it's probably like he, something that he, he wants to stay away he from. He holds a pretty like. I mean, I could see him not wanting to get involved because of like. Depends on what the relationship was like with his father. Maybe he had a, yeah. If, yeah. He, if he had a really sour relationship with yes. his father, maybe yeah, he, right. maybe he wants to maybe he wants to uh, make contact with all these people because he empathizes with like, the I fact that they that yeah. that mm. maybe his I'm just to- making total fucking I'm not even assuming I'm just hypothesizing sure, yeah, yeah. that maybe he's like, Hey, I get it. You had a, you had a, you didn't know your father and I barely knew mine or whatever. Yeah. I mean, the rock seems like a pretty cool guy. Like mm-hmm. I like everything he does. I'm always like, man, man, what a like, I would love to hang out with the rock. Like he just seems like such a fucking. And he's got Nova Scotia roots. Dude. He should get a place in Halifax and we should all be best friends. That's what I'm saying. So, so fuck your brothers and sisters. Come hang out with us. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. But so how many, how many mothers were, involved 20 i don't know do you think so so how many it was actually a, brothers and sisters many, it was if a, there's this many i bet you there is a many many more. no it was a singular swing party it just could one, be, yeah. yeah just one it was one night party but so do you think that yeah so do you think dwayne the rock johnson has more than five half brothers and sisters i would say almost positive yeah yeah that's interesting yeah why should we care about this? <laughs> because uh, uh, Nova Scotia, maybe, he's from, <laughs> Nova Scotia. Dude, the Rock's basically from Halifax. I mean, the Rock's dad was like the was the sperminator was the sperminator of the fucking sixties in yeah. Halifax. In he Halifax, the Halifax sperminator in Nova Scotia. Yeah. His numbers weren't quite as good as uh, as uh, dude. Um, is it Ari? Ari, yeah. Ari maybe Nagel. my mom is Dwayne the Rock Johnson's half sister. Similar, oh, yeah, right. I mean, yeah, similar right. physique. Yeah, because my mom, because yeah. <laughs> my mom was born around the same time here and is adopted. Yeah, whoa, crazy! She should do a DNA test. I feel like her skin complexion doesn't quite. Yeah, dude, it's similar. Yeah, pretty <laughs> sure Rocky is uh, is a black man. <laughs> yeah, so. maybe, but you never know. <laughs> maybe, but you never know. Maybe. You never know. Um, here's a. Are you sure <clears throat> uh, that he's black? Yeah. It's, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the eye test confirms. Yeah. <laughs> he's black presenting. That's for sure. Um. So here's an interesting and kind of fucked up, but also very curious story. Vegan bur- Kylie would love this. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what this just is. Started the word vegan. <laughs> 
Vegan burger hyped for tasting like human meat wins award. <laughs> okay. Well, dude, who knows this? Who, yeah, I know, right? Who knows that? Well, someone does. Uh, if you've ever had the desire to taste human flesh, who hasn't? Uh, you've got, now got the chance to give it a whirl between buns. <clears throat> Swedish plant-based food brand, oomph, with an exclamation point. So, oomph. How do they spell it? O-U-M-P-H. Oomph. <laughs> they created the unusual flesh-flavored burger, which won a silver brand ex- experience and activation lion at the uh, Cane Lions Festival of Creativity last week. I hate this. That's cool. I'm going to go over to Ikea and see what it tastes like. <laughs> if you are concerned uh, the special edition bizarre meat may not be realistic enough, do not fear. A spokesperson said they've done their best to make sure it, it it's as lifelike as possible, crafting it from soy uh, mushrooms and wheat protein, as well as uh, plant-based fats and a mysterious spice mix, which is probably just ground up person. You know what I? <laughs> you know what I hate about this? The thing that I hate is that um, my my beef with vegans nice is one. that nice one. that was that, that was good. Is that they say all of their imitation shit tastes like the things that it's trying to imitate, but they're actually full of shit because it almost always. Doesn't taste dude, anything like dude, the thing it's the trying to taste like. The amount of times like. that I've heard Kyla goes, taste this, taste how like cheese this is. You're like, when was the last time I, you had and cheese? And I taste it and I go, you have no idea yeah. what cheese tastes yeah. like. Totally. Yeah. And it's crazy, right? Like, Because <laughs> you had and so, have it, so but, but, but isn't, the beyond, isn't the Beyond Meat one, like I've never had Beyond Meat, but isn't the Beyond Meat one, aren't people like, holy fuck, that's pretty damn close to a tasty meat burger. You know why I've never yeah, had it? Because it just tastes good and Because I just have like a meat burger. Instead, yeah. beyond beyond meat burgers, they they taste good. Like yeah. they're like there's a, it's not a I I don't get it. I don't understand. But again, I, like like human meat, we don't. I don't know what it tastes like that, yet. That's my and, beef with but, this. So like, but maybe one of these guys does. No, but and that's the thing so, is that, does. that this is entirely a marketing campaign because like like oh, yeah because I don't know one I don't know one no, the people I'm eating really the shit sure. the people eating this they don't even know what fucking human flesh tastes like. And they're just saying that it tastes like it. They could tell you it tastes like they could give you an option of like, like 10 different options. Like, does this taste like, like a blind taste test? Does this taste like beef, chicken, pork, galaxy, whatever. Does this taste like the galaxy? And, and if they gave you those options and human flesh was one of them, how many times do you think, do you think that human flesh would prevail as the, the blind taste test winner for people who didn't know that they're eating a vegan human flesh burger? Absolutely not. It would be a random distribution because it doesn't taste like any of those things, and vegans don't know anyway. I'll tell you it one tastes, thing: it, it looks like, like it looks like a human burger. I mean, look you know at that. It's like a fucking like? chicken burger. Dude, you know what they all like, taste like? That looks like someone's ass was sliced off. You know what they up. taste like? All imitation meat except for mm. chicken, except for like fried like uh, like chicken burgers. Chicken burgers are the only thing. That taste that that can get away with, with tasting like another chicken burger. Every other imitation meat, you just go. It just tastes like what it is. The crazy just call thing. it its own thing. Don't call it beef. Don't call it imitation beef. Don't call it imitation tofu whatever. burger, it's soy just, burger, whatever yeah, the fuck it is. It is what it is. But the crazy thing is that guess what? It is also imitation meat. All of meat. the meat that's in fast food <laughs> burgers. Yeah. That's imitation meat. Like the percentage of like McDonald's hundred yeah, percent beef. Yeah, man, great, great A Angus. That's that that those are those brand are, names. Those are Angus burgers. Those are brand names are of hundred percent beef is not hundred percent pure beef. It's a name of a company 
which is why they're allowed to say that it's 100% pure beef. Well, despite the apparently <laughs> eerie similarity to human flesh, according to everybody who eats it, uh, the spokesperson assures that no humans were injured in the development of this product. Uh, they were simply murdered. Uh, the advertisement released on Halloween Eve of 2021 shows a dimly lit hallway with a figure walking toward the doorway, cutting between clips of cooked preparation, some meat, and rows of knives before, quote, plant-based human flesh flashes up on the screen, as well as be scared and relax before daring viewers to taste it. So be scared. Fucking real and relax. That's hard to do. <laughs> you know what they should have just run? They should have just bought the rights to the intro to Dexter. Yeah. Uh, quote, I'm incredibly proud of this award and the great teamwork behind it. Our mission is to change how people eat. And it is our duty to use creativity as a tool to make this change happen, said Henrik. Uh, oh, that can't be right. Flugenstaff? No. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Fortune favors the brave. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what's annoying, though, is it, that it, his name literally is Henrik Hannibal. People. No, it's not. No, no. It's people are gonna take. People are gonna taste this, and they're gonna think that they have uh, a craving for human flesh. And then the grocery store is gonna be out of these fucking human flesh burgers, and then they're gonna kill humans. Yeah, and make burgers. This is the. Oh. This is the. This is the precedent to for the purge. Yes, this is how the yeah. purge begins. I hate this. <clears throat> I love it. Uh, Oomph <laughs> co-founder, corporate chef, and head of innovation, Anders Linden said developing a plant-based burger that tastes like human meat was exciting and a little bit scary. We developed this burger in time, in no time, as soon as we knew what taste and texture we were after. How did they know that? Exactly. Because they ate a baby, dude. <laughs> yeah. Do you think they, well, they, do you think they actually dude, did you a know focus why? group? Because with they've like, got a partnership with the Clinton Foundation. Do you think they did a focus group with uh, M. Wayfair? <laughs> they did a focus group with a bunch of cannibals, and they were like, how are we doing? And then they're like, add a little bit more salt. Have you ever noticed how everything you buy on Wayfair is a, is a name, is a children's name? Would you guys not order this if it was Halloween and you went to a restaurant and they're like, we have the human meat burger? Uh, I would, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd be like, give me three. Yeah, I, I would because, of, because it would be novel yeah. and exciting. But like, I hate it because of that. How fucking crazy would it be <laughs> if like in a year we hear a story of a guy that was like, I had that fucking... Oomph burger, and uh, and so I just I needed to know, so I killed my neighbor and chopped up his penis and made a burger. And I'll tell you right now, oomph. Do, do you do you know how not how not crazy that sounds I after know. just observing the United States for yeah. a week? Yeah. Like just look at well, just then, read news articles listen, about the United States, yeah. and then you say that, and I go, yeah. Listen sense. to the last podcast on the left for a week and go, yeah, yeah. That's, that's coming up. Someone will do that for sure. Yeah, it's All sad. Right, uh, let's move on to what the hell. Uh, this is an old story, but I didn't know about it until today. Um, this is crazy. A man, this is kind of two stories. Uh, a, guy, a guy ate a slug as a bet. Didn't pan out well. Oh, no. A man dies eight years after being dared to eat a slug. No. Wow, this so seems uh, like an unlikely that's correlation. A, that's <laughs> a the, long play for the slug. Yeah, Super well, long play. this is him uh, after he ate the slug with his mother. A young Australian man left paralyzed from swallowing a garden slug on a dare died eight years later. Oh, oh okay. So the consequences yes. were immediate. Were immediate. immediate. Yeah, and then he died. That um, um, Sam Bollard. That um, sucks because I could <clears throat> see... Dude, doing that as a kid, for sure. that happening too. Yeah. The way that you said it at first, it sounded like he ate the slug. No, no. And then eight years later, he died. And they were like, how? It yeah. was so sudden. And then they were like, it was the no, slug. Context is everything. Uh, Sam Bollard is just 19 years old and a star rugby player when he pulled the silly stunt in 2010 while drinking with pals. 
Um, quote, we were sitting over here having a bit of red wine appreciation night, trying to act as grown up, uh, grown ups, and a slug came crawling across here. Recall Ballard's pal Jimmy Galvin of the 2010 incident. The conversation come up, came up, you know, should I eat it? And off Sam went, bang, and that's how it happened. The Sydney teen didn't get sick immediately, but complained of leg pain soon after. Doctors ruled out multiple sclerosis, uh, a debilitating disease that his father suffers from. Um, he told his mom, Kate Ballard, that he ate a worm, but she brushed, brushed off his concerns, as you probably would as yeah, a parent. Sure. Uh, no one gets sick from that, she told him. But doctors found he had actually contracted rat lungworm, a disease found in rodents that can also infect snails and slugs through the larvae in their feces. Mm. The disease, which affects the brain and spinal cord, left Ballard with eosinophilic meningoencephalitis. The team spent 420 days in a coma and woke up with, a brain, with brain damage. So sick. Rendering him unable to move his limbs. Over the past decade, he regained some of the use of his arms and legs, but required assistance to eat and use the bathroom. And Ballard died November 2nd at age 29, according oh to his online picture. Guys, wow. I really don't know how to feel two feelings at the same time. And when you go 420 days sick, and I think that's really funny. And you're also saying, and then he died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, <clears throat> that's the brilliance of comedy. I though I don't know how. Sam was a true battler and hero to his younger brother, Joshua and sister Melanie. He had an army of friends and family who have uh, loved and cared for him, which he was truly grateful. The post said, his last days were the happiest, and he was surrounded by a room full of love. Ballard's final, final words were, I love you, which he told his mom, according to Lisa Wilkinson, a host of the TV show The Sunday Project. Galvin said he apologized for not stopping his friend from eating the worm that night. <clears throat> Ballard, quote, just started bawling his eyes out. So, I mean, fuck, what you can know. you do? It, is, it really is stories like that that, for a brief moment, make you scared to do anything. Yeah, I mean, like, and when you think about the like the stupid shit we did as kids, like, you know, I I remember for five dollars for five dollars, I drank a bottle of Tabasco sauce. Like, you know, that's not bad. But like, ten bananas. If if I did that with like, I was real bad. A bottle of the fucking um, the bomb in there, like that's. Oh, you you're asking to you could. I mean, you'd have to go to the hospital. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, kids kids say the darndest things and they do the dumbest things. Like that might Mm. burn a hole in your esophagus. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like legit. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you just do, yeah. I mean, there, but there's, and there's also no reason to think that that would be a bad decision. Yeah. It's like, it, I mean, like, you could call it stupid or silly. It's it, like to me, if I was no joke, no word of a lie, if I was in grade fucking 12 and I was sure. at a party and we were drinking and someone goes, eat that slug, I sure. would do it immediately 100%. for the laugh. Why not? Yeah. Um, probably go throw up after, but like, you're not thinking, Oh, this might carry this might uh, worm infested larvae that yeah. are going to paralyze that are going like, to yeah. eat my fucking brain and kill me in a decade. Yeah. That's why that that story hits so deep is because like, again, like I feel like that is something we could be we could be sitting around and were we like a uh, two weeks ago were we trying to bet pay somebody five dollars to do something stupid like that? I don't know. Were we? What was it? We were. I can't, <laughs> I can't remember. remember. We, we, were, we were like Taylor said, we ate all those mushrooms. So I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, something um, like that. Do, do we didn't? Did they didn't do it though? No. This is dumb. Didn't I make fuzzy. a bet to like jump, do a backflip off the deck? You did it. You, you did, did say yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't really going to happen though. No, I mean, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, I asked Dennis to pay if he would pay me to not do it. Right. Yeah. 
Well, <clears throat> hope you enjoyed that, folks. Uh, go donate to our Lawn Summer Nights team. Uh, the first game was last night. If you came out, we thank you. And uh, cannot wait for the next three events happening every Thursday at the pitch here in Halifax, but also in a number of uh, cities across the country. So uh, check it out. If Lawn Summer Nights is happening in your, your um, city, you don't even, you can just go. You can just go hang out. Get a couple of friends. Go have some drinks. It's it's a fucking rad time. Jerry, it was five dollars to put toes in your mouth. <clears throat> oh yeah. Remember? Your fungus toe. Yeah. That's it. In your mouth. In my mouth. And I, that could have been a, it, and it got it, up to like fifteen or twenty bucks. And there could have been a fungus on not, that that could have made you paralyzed. It's, not a, it's not a diagnosed fungus. It's a I just think it, that it's a fungus. I don't really know. <laughs> Dude, I looked at it. And it's, you need some tough acting to knock it. Looks pretty, it looks pretty fun. Honestly, pretty if you had, if you had a slug on one hand and Taylor's fungusy toe on I the other hand. I would have done the slug. In a, totally. In a fucking you'd, you'd eat the slug. Yeah. I do have some athlete's foot. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if you like this episode and you want to support the, the show, you can uh, leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, leave a rating on the Spotify mobile app. And uh, of course, we're having fun conversations about this type of shit all the time over on our discord channel. Um, anybody can join the link to the discord is pretty much in all of our show notes now. So uh, just check the show notes, click that link, come on over and be a part of the conversation. And if you want to get in contact with us, share us, share a little ditty with us. You can do that by sending it to letters at sickboypodcast.com. And if you want to be a guest on the show, you can go to sickboypodcast.com slash contact, fill out the form, and come on the show. And uh, that is it for this week. Uh, thank you to Rich O'Coin, who does the theme music, yeah, right and to Jeff Lonas, our manager. We love you guys so much. And that, it really is it for this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Brian. That's it for this week. I'm Taylor. <laughs> Jeremy, and this is sick boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.